Okay, we are in Sefer Yeshayahu, Peret Samach Vlov, Pasuk Yud, Simchu Es Yerushalayim, V'Gilubah. And uh, should point out, this is the final stretch. We will in Mirza Hashem have been Messiah Sefer Yeshayahu, 66 Prakim in our 279th shear, and I would be grossly negligent if I didn't thank the Gavura congregation here in the heart of Wall Street, my good friend Dobear Ziskin, the Carfunkel family for all their encouragement and support. I would also like to thank someone you may be less familiar with, and that is Rev. Sholem Rosner of um, Beit Shemesh. He is, in my opinion, at least one of the greatest Magide Shir of our day. Uh, he does a weekly Shir in Parsha for years. He does a daily Shir in Dafyomi in Gemara. He does a Shir every day in Navi. He does a Halacha Shir. And so a few months ago in March, we were getting near the end of Malachim. I was very concerned about the sequence because I knew Yeshayahu was next. I knew it would represent a radical departure from the narratives, the stories, the prose that we have been learning. And I was fearful that because it was poetry and allegory that one, the difficulty in teaching it, and two, that people would lose interest. And so I wrote him. Cold. I sent him an email, and within an hour, he wrote back what I had suggested, but maybe skip over those and resume narratives like Ezra and Nehemiah. And he wrote back, and let me read it to you. He said, if you continue with the narratives like Ezra, Nehemiah, when will you and your Talmudim ever do the other Swarim? It will be even harder to come back to them afterwards. I think you should psych them up and get pumped for these other svarim, which we have all to learn at some point, and just work hard to make these books informative and exciting as well. And I think, or I hope you would agree that, as usual, Rabbi Rosner is correct, and so I thank him uh, for giving us this experience. So, enough of nostalgia. Let's go to Pasuk Yud. We are in the midst of a glorious, resplendent, post-Messianic vision of Yerushalayim. The Navi is telling us Yerushalayim has become <coughs> the spiritual center of the world. The nations of the world are flocking there to be part of the miraculous resurgence of the primacy of the Kaddish Baruch Hu being established as the sole creator of the world, of the affection and esteem that the people of B'nai Yisrael is held. It is a glorious era. And we begin, Pasuk Yud, Simchu es Yerushalayim v'gilubah, rejoice in Jerusalem and, and just be thrilled and happy, Kolo all you 
who love Yerushalayim, rejoice uninhibitedly, those of you who have mourned for her all these centuries. And of course, we learned in Masech Titanis, it uses those expressions that call Hamisabel, all those who have mourned over Yerushalayim will be Zochet to see it rebuilt. And this is the prophetic fulfillment of it. And the Navi continues using the metaphor of a child, an infant suckling at his mother's breast. So that you will nurse and be satiated by her comforting breast, draining it as it were as a child does. And may you delight in her the shining glory of Yerushalayim. Hilly, question what, what do you think the status of Yerushalayim is today? It's a world capital. It's the spiritual center of religion, right? Jews, Christians, Muslims, right? And um, everyone cares about what happens there. You know, just the idea that we would make, recognize it as Israel's capital, creates all kinds of um, it's, international. It's right. That's a very good point. In other words, yes, it's it's not the machine, but you could argue that it could be some sort of beginning of Mashiach, of the centrality of Yerushalayim, the respect that the three religions have for it, etc. But we are not there. There's no question we are not there yet. And then, continues on that vein, uh, because then, Ki Hashem shalom the nations of the world are now going to come to Yerushalayim. And when it says, like the, the metaphor here is a stream, a serene river that peacefully flows there. And this peace, of course, has eluded us as it does now. Uh, but it will reach her ultimately like a flowing river. Um, and when it says... Uh, that the nations of the world show to kavod, they're going to bring covet to the world. It just doesn't mean metaphysical honor, but literal treasure. Their gold and their silver, they are going to come to Yerushalayim with. Just like an overflowing stream, they are going to be laden with tributes and gifts. Moreover, as we say, you will imbibe it like a, a, an infant, uh, and more you will be carried before that your gimel it's like a man whose mother is comforting him <coughs> excuse me all the mephorshim know it's very strange usually a child comforted by his mother this is a grown man what are we talking about? Say the Mephorshim, that a mother who can comfort a grown adult son is indeed an unusual, very wise, experienced, intuitive woman. And here she is comforting him, this man who represents every man in terms of all the Jews, <coughs> is saying to him, you suffered. You suffered for thousands of years. There was a purpose to your suffering. It's the purpose of even childbirth. Yes, there's pain, there's suffering, but at the end you have produced a child. And Yerushalayim is going to be uh, your comforting. 
Uh, and so the mother will carry the child as well on her knees. It will be a time of absolutely serenity. But now, unfortunately, we are going to be drawn back uh, to the realities. We saw a few days ago, there is a new dichotomy in the Navi's message. And that is, in the times of Mashiach now, there's going to be what we call a Dor Barur. There's going to be a clarification. There's no longer a mixture of Tzadikim, Semi-Tzadikim, Rishayim. It's going to be clear and distinct. They are two separate camps, Tzadikim, Rishayim. The Tzadikim are going to be rewarded. The Rishayim are going to be punished. Um... Says the Navi, you will gladden your heart, your bones will blossom like the grass, tifrachena grow, and the Kaddish Baruch will make clear his hand on his avadav, that means his sadikim, v'zam esayvav, at the same time as there will be his anger on those who his. He will show the fury to his enemies. Now we are going to go back momentarily to Gog and Magog, one of the most confusing aspects in all of Tanakh. And that is what we know, or what we ascertain, is there's going to be in the end of days a giant war. All the nations are going to assemble in Yerushalayim to attack the Jews. They're going to fight Israel. What's going to happen is there's going to be the intercession of the Kaddish Baruch Hu, a tremendous, miraculous victory. From this will trigger the Bias HaMashiach. That is the battle of Gog HaMagog. We'll have something to say later on what it means. And of course, we don't know what it means. Um, continues. Kihinei Hashem the Kaddish Baruch Hu is going to come with his fury. The His fury is going to be in with the chariots. Uh, he is going to enter judgment with fire and flames. And with fire is the metaphor for destroying his enemies. Ki ba'esh. Hashem nishpat u'b'charo es kol basar v'rabbo chalalei Hashem. It is with fire he will respond. It is with his sword he will judge, and all flesh will be turned. Those flesh that he is punishing will be corpses. The Rishayim will forfeit their existence. We'll be back to that. Yud Zayin hamiskadshim v'matarim el haganos. You who sanctify and purify yourself in the gardens. Acharachas You who uh, use as a central theme uh, to be your intermediary with God. What we're talking in most probability, Satan and Fortune, is those Jews that worship, we've learned, the Ashtaros. It was a tree beautiful trees that were supposed to be a symbol of fertility. And these trees often were located in gardens. They were rustic, serene gardens, sophisticated, where there were even pools of water in the garden where they would be 
mitahir themselves, literally go to the mikvah. <coughs> the tree was an intermediary. It wasn't replacing the Kaddish Baruch they would say. It is an intermediary between themselves and God. It's almost like that concept we learn later of Spinoza, that nature is a form of God, and if we worship nature, are we not, in fact, communicating with God as well? That kind of avodah zara, which it was. Moreover, those sophisticated worship in the gardens with beautiful water, and also, says the Pasuk, those ochle basar hatkazir, those who eat swine, v'hasheketz, the rodents, v'achbar, mice, the vermins, Yachtov Yosufu Nim Hashem. That yes, the sophisticated among you and the vile, debased among you, those that eat vermin, two of you will meet the same fate. Yachtov Yosufu Nim Hashem. You will be sentenced to death. You will cease to exist. But Anochi Maasehim Umashabosam says the Kaddish Baruch Hu that. I know what the thinking is, back to Magogu Mago, what their plan is. I have my own plan. I will gather there all the nations and all the foreign tongues, Uvo Vero Eskodi. They will see my covet. They will learn what my covet. What the Kaddish Baruch Hu is going to do when he destroys them is leave a group over as eyewitnesses whose purpose is to go back and let the people know. Continues the Navi on your test. I will put my sign upon them. What does that mean? It means I will put a terrible plague on both the nations invading and the Mephorshim field, both those Jews who have been uh, Rishayim. They will meet the same death. And Zechariah, you have to go to Zechariah, the Navi, which ultimately we will, gives a very, maybe perhaps too graphic description of this os. He is putting on these people. It is a magefa. Vizos hamagefa, a plague. Hashem amin. All the nations are that gathered on Yerushalayim. Hamait He will shrink their skin, their flesh. But they will still remain standing. Their tongues will dry out, tomek b'fihem, and stand frozen in their mouth. It will be a terrible, ugly death, but I've got eyewitnesses there that are going to report it, and they are going to go, continues the Navi, El Hagoyim, Tarshish, Pol, Lud, Mashke Keshes, Tuba, the Yavon, Yavon being Greek, Ha'oyim Ha'rachotim, the foreign islands, they are there to report these nations may have never heard of me. They may not be aware of my glory. But they will now hear what has transpired. And now the heavy is called They will bring 
back your brothers. In other words, the nations of the world not only will come themselves, they are going to return all the exiles from all the years are going to be brought back. As a gift. To God, besusim in horses, berechev in chariots, betzabim in covered wagons, prodim caravans, merkavos al harkotshi Yerushalayim, to my holy mountain, Amar Hashem. Just like B'nai Yisrael will bring the mincha, bechli tahar, in a, a tahar purified vessel to base Hashem, to the base Hamikdash. And this is significant because we have seen in the past weeks and even through Yeshayahu, how B'nai Yisrael from Perak Allah just completely corrupted and prostituted the concept of Korbanos. Korbanos was supposed to be Makri, bring us closer to the Kaddish Baruch Hu. They totally made it rote, disconnected from any relationship, from any purpose, from any Kedusha, from any sanctification. But now, in this Kibbutz Goliath's Bekli Tahar, they're going to come back in a purified vessel. They are going to do them the way they are intended to have been done. It is a pretty safe proposition that in these thousands of years of Goals, people who are Kohanim and Levim have lost their Yichas. There were documents that showed who their Yichas was as Kohen and Levim. Moreover, there's not a chance that the assimilated Jews, who could have been amongst them, Kohanim and Levim, have any idea of the recognition that they are, in fact, genealogical Kohanes and Levis. Kaddish Baruch Hu will restore that. Gamehem, I will take from them the true Kohanim and Levim. We've had this concept last year that in the era of Mashiach, there will be a new heaven, a new earth that I will create. That will be before me. Some say it is a total change we will see of nature. It will be, there will be unbelievable longevity. There will be just unbelievable reversal, as it were, of, of nations and, and um, miracles will be a daily occurrence. So too, in perpetuity, will stand your progeny and their names, never to be lost again. And now the Pasuk, that is the reason why this parak, as we pointed out, is read on every Shabbos that Rosh Chodesh occurs. And that is Vahayo Mide Chodesh Vachodsho Umide Shabbos Vishabato Yovo Kobosorli Shahavot Lufonai Omar Hashem. And that on every Shabbos and on every Rosh Chodesh, all will gather in the base Hamikdash to bow down, to prostrate themselves before the Kaddish Baruch. And now the real ending of Parat Samach Vav which unfortunately is a real uh, sad, depressing downer. So much so that when we read the Mafter, Chazal has added that Pasuk we just read, as the ending, so as not to have this Pasuk be the final word in Yeshayahu, but like it or not, it is the final word in Yeshayahu, and we read it by Yatsu that Rahu 
When Gog and Magog is over, and the Rishayim are destroyed, and the foreign nations and enemies are destroyed, people will go out and see literally the bodies, the corpses strewn for miles. The worms that are consuming them will not die. They will be there as a sign so all people all will notice the decaying bodies as they were there. And we say that is a really uh, unfortunate way to end and we were going to discuss why uh, they did. They will see that these people have rebelled and they will not be extinguished in their death and they will be abhorrent. Uh, anybody that sees them will find them abhorrent. So now, first let's do Gogumagog in concluding. The Rambam says, and we don't know what Gogumagog is. We don't know what it is. It's a war. We don't know who and why. And says the Rambam literally in his last if in his entire Mishnah Torah, concludes with this in Hilchos Malachim Peret Yudbeis. V'chol elu hadvarim v'chayot All these things about messianic afterlife and gogumogog, lo yodam, lo yodam heich yihiyu ad shehiyu. We will not know until they happen. Shadvarim stumim, they're hidden. Eitzel and Nevi'im, the Nevi'im don't know. Gam chachamim, Elohim kabbalah bedvarim, they have no knowledge. Says the Rambam, Ula olam lo yisasok adam bedrei hagados. Man should not overlong his study of these things. Don't participate because they will yield lo yarich bedivrei midrashos. Don't study midrashim and limudim and kabbalos on these inyanim. She'enon mevien loli de ava loli de yira. They will bring nothing to you in the way of love of the kodesh or a fear of the It is what it is. It has no purpose that we understand right now. Ultimately, yes. And therefore, the Chachamim say, do not learn it. Accept it for what it is. We will know when we will know. And so in Yeshayahu and that very sad ending, we should let, as we have so often in this shear of Yeshayahu, let Rev Schwab, whose brilliant commentary is a sort of an urtext of Yeshayo have the last word and let me read it into the record. Sefer Yeshayo does not end happily by saying that everybody will live happily ever after, says Roshal. It's not so. Rather, they will be Rishayim even at the time of Mashiach who will persist in their riches adamantly and willfully deviating from HaKadosh Baruch Hu and his moral law for mankind. These incorrigible Rishayim will eventually be destroyed and they will receive their eternal punishment as prophesied by Yeshayahu, just as the Tzaddikim will receive their eternal reward. 
the promise by the Navi of the certainty of punishment for the Rishayim, whether or not this be physical, spiritual, or both, also applies to all the Rishayim throughout history. Not one drop of innocent blood, nor one anguished cry, will remain unpunished. This is the result of the fact that this is a world of Bechira, freedom of choice. HaKadosh Baruch Hu did not create us as machines which function according to what they are programmed to do. Rather, we human beings have freedom of choice and are rewarded and punished in accordance with the choices we have made. End of quote. So what we are saying is Yeshayahu is about Bechira Chashim. Simple, the tzaddikim will be rewarded, the Rishayim will be punished. And that is the way we must conclude. Sefer Yeshayahu, Emir Hashem, on to Yirmiyahu, 845 next year.